Are you listening to this show hoping to get some golden nuggets to help you on your way to recovery? Well, great. I hope that you find them because that is exactly what this show is for. But if you really want to take your recovery all the way, completely commit and get on track with your goals, whether they be finally feeling overall healthy, finally getting pregnant, or finally getting back to training, you'll want to join us inside of the HA Society. Not only is this the perfect community to ask questions and get your support and the accountability that you so often need during these uphill battles with body image and understanding nutrition and incorporating exercise, but it's also a hub of exclusive resources for HAers. All of the HA podcast episodes are released in advance and completely ad-free, so you can listen on the go to the raw, unedited versions, uninterrupted. All of the one-on-one coaching calls, of which we have two a week in different time zones, are uploaded to our private podcast feed so that you can listen to events with practitioners and the past community calls as though they were bonus podcast episodes, because I know how much you love to listen to this kind of stuff. And in these calls, we cover requested topics like overcoming the weight gain fears, communicating with friends and family about our HA, diving into how HA works, and debunking the imposter syndrome that so many of us have around this diagnosis. There's also an entire resources section with lectures, workshops, and training from the past events that are hosted by experts like Sarah Liz King, Laura Lyons, Kaylee McDevitt, Holly Dunn, and many more. As a member, you also get direct access to myself and Coach Ashley in the DMs. So if you have personal questions or need individualized advice about your recovery, we're in there answering your questions in the DMs, as are all of our other members in the group who impress me week after week with how they show up for each other. It's incredible. It's like women are just all becoming mini coaches for each other. It's so good. The HA Society is really the place to be if you're going through recovery, no matter what stage you're at. Whether you have HA or you've got a few recovery periods, we have your back and we're all your new best friends. So come and meet us at thehasociety.com forward slash join. That's thehasociety.com forward slash join and the link is in the show notes for you okay on with the show hey and welcome to the hypothalamic amenorrhea podcast an adulting advice podcast production i'm danny sheriff and this is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly this podcast aims to educate inform and keep you motivated on your period and ha recovery track let's dive in And guys, please remember that I am not a doctor and nothing on this show should be taken as medical advice. Always seek the advice of your physician. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea podcast. I'm here today with a recovery story, which is everyone's favorite type of episode. So I'm really excited to have Casey McMurray here. We met on Instagram, we've chatted back and forth a little bit, kind of keeping in touch about our trying to conceive journeys and that kind of thing and I'm excited to have her here on the show welcome Casey hi I'm glad to be here awesome Uh, um it looks like you have like a lovely log cabin situation happening in the background (laughs) I do we live in a log style home and uh it's it's yeah log everywhere (laughs) (laughs) was that like your dream or it like how does one end up in a log style (laughs) 
Kevin? Well, we um, we were looking for a house that went to buy when we first got married and his mother's, my husband's mom's best friend lived here and it's in a really good neighborhood. And it just so happens to be like a personalized home from like the 1980s and yeah. they built it all with logs. So we've been here very happy ever since we're going to start building next year though. Um, it will be sad to leave this awesome place. <laughs> awesome. Well, I think it's really fun looking. I always pass whenever I pass by houses like that. And I'm always kind of like, I wonder who lives there. It's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> so nice. Another reason I'm glad to have you on the show. So as we had already mentioned, like you and I, before we started recording on the show, we just tell recovery stories. Sometimes we yeah. just hear from the beginning to where you are today and whatever lessons learned and things you want to focus on and rabbit holes you want to go down are totally okay. So if right. you would, I'm just going to sit back while, and I might interject with some questions here and there, but if you would share with us your journey, I would really appreciate it. Okay. I will definitely share my journey. Um, starting back in, uh, 2018, um, around beginning of 2018, I really started to focus a lot on fitness. Um, you know, I was following one of the really popular BBG programs. Um, I was doing the Kelsey Wells power program and, I've always been um, lean, but you know, when you start seeing all this stuff on Instagram of these perfect bodies all the time, you start to think like, I could be better. I could be better. And you don't realize how quickly you can get sucked into the fitness world and how you're, you know, women are just not told enough about how dangerous it can also be if you're not aware of especially hormonal health and things like that. So I just went full throttle into it. Um, working out five to six days a week. Um, and then I was becoming kind of a slave to that, um, being a type A personality, which I know many of us with HA um, are type A personalities. So I was kind of challenging myself all the time. And the scale even became like a thing. I'd never originally wanted to lose any weight, but as, as I saw the number going down, it was like this addiction, like I can do better, you know? Um, and at that point, you know, I didn't realize how much I was slipping into it. Um, I was just loving, you know, the muscles, the, the way I was feeling. And it kind of became my way of coping was fitness exercise in general. But I started noticing that I was becoming way too uh, careful about what I was eating to where like I was planning out my meals before I would eat them like obsessively. So, you know, the whole my fitness pal thing. Um, counting macros and just looking at my nutrition way too much um, to an obsessive level. So like if we were going to go out on this, like on a date, I would have to look at the menu ahead of time. So I know that this is something a lot of people have talked to me about being a common issue. And I just thought that there was just, I was alone in this, you know, and this whole time I was on the pill. I was on the birth control pill. I'd been on the pill for about six years and I just thought, well, I still bleed every month, so I'm good. It doesn't matter that I've lost this, you know, a little bit of weight. It doesn't matter that I'm in the gym six days a week because I still have a period. I'm good. Right. You know, that's kind of what I thought was normal, you know, going to the gynecologist a lot of the time, you know, they acted like that was a normal period. I've never been told this is a withdrawal bleed. 
You know, this is not actually your cycle. And you would think that me being 30 at the time, about 30 years old, that I would know more about my body, but I really didn't. I was very much just, just going with what I thought was normal until I started thinking about, you know, my husband and I were getting married. And then, you know, shortly after that comes, Hey, when are we going to start a family? So last year, uh, around Christmas is when we made the decision. I was going to get off the pill, uh, right after Christmas, that was going to be our, you know, time to start trying, you know, we wanted, we want at least two children, you know, we were definitely on that road and, um, come January, I'm off the pill and no period, you know, it went on January cycle going into February cycle. And, you know, I'm just so type a that I started researching. I'm like, this can't be normal. You know, this can't be normal. A lot of people kept saying, no, it takes time to regulate it. It's just going to take a little bit longer, give it some more time. And in the meantime, I was still doing my normal workout regimen. So I, really just kept knowing inside. It's like this feeling inside when you know yourself, you know, you've gone too far. And I just started suspecting that. So when you start to Google all this, um, as many of our HA friends know, you won't find a lot on hypothalamic amenorrhea. You start to find everything about PCOS, you know, and I've always had regular periods before my pill, before I was on the pill, it just didn't make any sense to me. But the first thing I found, of course, and like many of us, uh, I found Dr. Nicola Rinaldi's book, No Period, Now What? Of course, that is the HA Bible, as many of us know. And I started to read it. I ordered it and started reading it. And I thought, well, this is me, like 100%. This is me, all of it. The first chapter alone, I was like, that's me. So I scheduled an appointment with my OBGYN. And I went up there with just feeling very knowledgeable, very feeling like, oh, I know, I know what's wrong with me. I've got this telling her, I, I know what this is. You know, I've done this to myself, um, but I, I, I'm going to do what I need to do to get it back. And so they took all this blood and my doctor calls me back and says, no, it's not HA. You don't have HA. Um, she was aware of what it was and everything, but she said, I believe you have lean PCOS. And I was like, why? Like, that doesn't, I feel like I don't fit that description. You know, we did an ultrasound shortly after that. And I had the multiple follicles and all of that. And she's, she just automatically said PCOS. I said, well, how many follicles? Cause I've read now. Do you remember like what your bloods generally said? Oh yes. I was going to say, I'm so sorry, but, um, my LH levels were high, which is not normal for HA. Um, it was 12.4. So I had a meeting after that I was so just confused by this um and I I talked to Dr. Nicola Rinaldi Nico as we call her um we had a one-on-one conversation and she said that it looked like my levels were overshooting and that I should get my period back soon because see I'd already started by the time I had started uh had gone to the doctor uh, with my bloods, I had already started um, eating more and, and trying to exercise less within those couple of weeks since I kind of had a feeling that's what it was. And she said, because of that, you know, my LH levels were raising high. 
Um, and so my doctor did not believe that it was HA because of my LH being higher than average HA patients, but this can happen. Sure enough, I followed the protocol, even though my doctor told me to keep working out. She said, you could still work out three days a week at least. Um, she said, you know, yeah, you should still be eating um, close to 2000 calories a day is what she said, but like, you don't have to cut out exercise. You don't have to stop that. It's healthy. But I knew after reading the book, after joining the HA group and all of that, that that's not what I needed to do. So I stopped completely. Um, and I started talking to some friends through the group and I stuck to it. I stuck to it and I got my period back in seven weeks. Um, so I started, I went all in at the beginning of March and my period showed up April 28th. So I was close to ovulating again when I had the bloods taken, but if I would have kept going, you know, the way that I was going, um, then I wouldn't have seen yeah. that result. I mean, this, it's so funny when conversations like this, like the timing, this has been coming up a lot for us, um, inside of the group at just conversations that I've been seeing where, yeah. Some of us are closer to ovulation than others. And that's why it can be frustrating to see some people get their periods back in a number of weeks and other people take many months. And it sounds like, you know, your body really was trying to ovulate and your lifestyle choices were making it, it build up and back down and build up and back down. And this is called a double peak or, I mean, since it was never coming like double peak, if you do eventually ovulate, but it was never coming. So just constant, um, quadruple peaking <laughs> like yes. over, over again, <laughs> because an, an ovulatory cycle, you would technically bleed just without ovulating. So yeah, you were building up and backing off and building up and backing off, but you were right there. So close. Yeah. Mm. And I'm glad you brought that up because that is something that happened. I was doing the OPKs. And, um, at one point it looked like I was going to ovulate. I got a positive and then two weeks go by. I never ovulated. Um, you know, it just didn't happen. And, uh, it was just a wave. It was a follicular wave, which I tell a lot of my friends through the group, you know, that were behind me or, you know, newer to it that come to me in messages. I tell them like, sometimes you may get waves. It may look like you're close, but you know, give it a little more time, keep doing what you're doing. Um, I think that's the biggest part is like, sticking to it when you see noticeable changes in your body and you you know like everything is is adjusting it's hard it's hard to look in the mirror and know I am changing right now when will that period that gratification come to me because I don't want to do all this and then end up periodless and just you get you know gain weight and all that I know that's a huge fear that women have and I don't blame them because I was right there as well and even once you get your period it's not the end of that fighting your body image issues. You know, I thought that once I saw blood that I, I'd get past it or even like deep down in my mind, I was hoping I'd lose a little bit of that weight that I put on because still, you know, I had that issue with my body. And I know a lot of us do that get in this situation. You have, you know, you want to look a certain way and that's something you have to fight to get through, but you can do that. I mean, I, I definitely have achieved that, but it's taken a lot of time and I'm still not perfect with that, you know, with accepting that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's a fair and very important piece for people to know is like, we're really focused on just that goal of getting a period, but it just doesn't stop there. You know, mm -hmm. the growing keeps happening and 
Yeah. Cool. Oh, okay. it still takes so much work, you know? So once we got the period back, uh, you know, it was the end of April. So I was like full blown ready to try to conceive at that point. I was like, all right, it's time. I've got a period back. You know, my luteal phase was looking pretty good. I stuck with it. That's one thing I think a lot of people, um, stop after the first period, uh, of staying all in, they just can, they just kind of go back to old habits or they, you know, I'm hoping like one period would be enough. But for me, I was like, no, because because I had the baby in mind, I'm like, I want to be pregnant. So I'm going to use that as a reason to just keep going, keep doing what I'm doing. So my LP was looking really good, really promising at 11 days. And then I added vitamin C and ground flax. And that actually bumped it up to 12 to 13 day luteal phase. So I've stuck with those supplements. Um, but still the trying to conceive part was if for anyone who else is out there in that do in the middle of that, you know, that is the hardest part. Um, every month getting the negative feeling defeated. That's where I was, um, five months in from May cycle to October, um, negative every month. And I just kept thinking, is, is it me? Is it from the HA? Did I do this to myself? Like, why is this taking so much time? Um, but I got a positive pregnancy test at the beginning of October and I was just nervous, like from, from straight away nervous. And I never thought I would have to look at the miscarriage chapter of the no period. No, now what book, but sadly I did miscarry at five weeks just last month. And it's something I'm still navigating with, but like, I can't recommend enough Nico's book because it doesn't only just cover getting your period back, but it covers pregnancy, it covers miscarriage, um, and it covers, you know, pretty much every fear that you may have, or, and even life after um, HA. So the miscarriage was definitely something that I, at first, I tried to blame my HA. I was like, could it have been me? But the book will show that the statistics are the same. It can, it's just more common and not, it's stigmatized. It's something a lot of women don't talk about, you know? Yeah, that's right. There's actually no evidence to show that women with HA are less successful with pregnancy. Um, it just is that miscarriages are so common. Oh yeah. You don't hear about it that much. And I mean, by the time this episode comes out, people will know that I'm currently pregnant, I assume. Otherwise, hey, surprise. But I'm in, I'm at four weeks and that's like, you know, the, there's a new thing to be afraid of every time. And, you know, I'm just so aware of how um, common it is. And it's like, and you, you can't focus on it, but, and, you know, you have to be positive and you have to be in this state of like, this is going to happen. But at the same time, that makes it really hard when it doesn't. Absolutely. And one thing I'm, you know, I met with Nico again and her best advice for being pregnant is every day, just wake up and say, I'm pregnant today. I'm pregnant today. That's what matters. You cannot control what happens. And even if like you were not aware of how common miscarriage is, it doesn't change, you know, what can happen or what cannot happen. So why not just have the hope and enjoy every second of it while it's there because for the most part you know 
there's a huge, huge, bigger chance of having the baby. Um, so don't let that scare you out there. Um, if you are trying to conceive that it is still a much higher chance of conceiving and having a great, perfect pregnancy nine months in. Um, but I just wanted to talk about that because I do think there are some women out there who have experienced a miscarriage or are afraid of, of experiencing. And I will say that the fear of the miscarriage was worse um, to me than what happened. And I will say it's because it was an early miscarriage. Um, the one thing I wanted to say about that is that, you know, because it happened early, I am thankful that I didn't have to go through some of the things that some of my friends have, but it did help alleviate the, the pain and the wondering of, can I conceive? That was something I was so scared of, like that I would need to, um, you know, do a lot more. I could conceive naturally. And that is something to be proud of because with HA, we all know that with luteal phases and having to deal with long cycles and things like that, I'm blessed that my cycle is normal. So that's something that has gotten me through is that I feel like accomplished that I can conceive. And so we're hoping for the next one to stick <laughs> and I'm going to congratulate you on your pregnancy because it's amazing and wonderful. Like that our bodies have come back um, after what we put them through. Um, Thank you. That. And like, and to <laughs> our point, and since you're talking about it, you know, I had very short luteal phases, right? Six mm -hmm. days. I think my best one was eight days. And, um, you know, I had to take steps. I was, I was like experiencing what you experienced, right? Where it's like every month, this just isn't working. I'm like super yeah. confused. Um, and I was, but for me, it was like, well, I'm both confused and I can see where, you know, I can see I have a short luteal phase. And that was kind of like helpful because you have a reason, you know, you kind of can yeah. see reason. And, um, I was able to sit, to sit down and be like, okay, well, what can I do to improve this? You know, can yeah. I, and, and I was able to sort of dip into my HA recovery skills to help improve my luteal phase. Cause it's like a similar thing, which is yeah. the thing I'm always waffling on about of like, it doesn't just stop at getting a bleed. You also need to like, make sure your cycles are on point and they're doing really well. And just one month after making the changes, like that very same cycle is when I got, this is my first positive. So Amazing. yeah, like our bodies just really want to figure this out. And mm -hmm. like, they, they want to figure this out. And more, yes. people, I think more people are told that they can definitely never conceive than is accurate. Oh yeah. My doctor really wanted to put me on Clomid um, months ago. She just said, you can have Clomid, you can call up here, I'll fill the prescription, you know, because she was still stuck on PCOS. So when I came back up there and I had had like four normal cycles in a row, she was kind of surprised by that because she mm -hmm. really thought that I was going to have irregular cycles. And I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> so yeah. um, I Amazing. will say that the vitamin C was a big big help for my luteal phase. I was taking a thousand milligrams, um, just one pill a day, um, my whole cycle. And that one was the one I believe helped my cycle, uh, my LP to go up to 13 days. That one month was from the vitamin C. Um, so if you're out there and you're having some luteal phase issues and all of that, um, 
I do think that when it's also in the book, of course, um, but she does recommend the ground flaxseed and the vitamin C and it worked for me. Um, definitely. Like, and I, I, I was very happy to see that I could do that naturally as well, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll just share the thing that I did to improve my luteal phase was, um, I, because I had worked exercise back into my routine because I'd been cycling and ovulating. So I was like, I was doing some exercise, but I decided to back off again. Um, yeah. About like a cup, like two extra complete rest days. So really I was only working out like twice a week. Um, yeah. And then just erring on the side of putting more food on my plate. So just these small adjustments. So, yeah. and like your, your adjustment was small and nutritional and mine was kind of mm-hmm. small and more about managing my energy. Yeah. And it like that stuff adds up so much more than we understand. Really, really does. And, you know, for me, I was so scared to implement um, any exercise other than walking just because I had so much fear of having trouble with the conceiving. So I started doing yoga and that did not affect my cycle, but around three months um, recovered, I really wanted to weight lift again. That's primarily what I do. And I did do a little bit of that. And I noticed my luteal phase was like one day shorter. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Nope, I can't yet. It's just, and I see that fight between I'm trying to conceive also versus I really just miss working out and and that's the benefits that you that you know about that like weight training is beneficial for healthy pregnancy and it's all like bah. <laughs> yeah it's like so from doing that no problem to like now I feel like oh my goodness like you know if I do this will it will it mess up everything and um you know and I I realized that once you're pregnant you're safe to you know work that back in in a healthy amount of way but it's just that yeah, iffy stage of those trying to conceive months where you're feeling like, what can I do? What can I not do? You know, Mm -hmm. so it was something I had to work out with myself and kind of prioritize what I needed to do at that point. And so yoga, I thought I'd hate it. I really did. And um, I really was like kicking and screaming every time someone would say the grapes, like yoga's good. I'm like, no, it's not. (laughs) But then I really fell in love with it. I I was just that flexibility. I feel like it just took two months for my, all my flexibility to be gone out the window, but the yoga thing turned out to be, um, great and journaling and meditating and all of that woo woo stuff, um, actually really helped me and my mental health. I think, I don't think people realize how much HA has a mental, uh, health effect on people going through it. And also even after, you recover. There's just so much mental health. You still need to make sure you're taking care of that, you know, not just physically, um, taking care of you. Um, and I think that that's something that I was trying to ignore and just be like, no, no, no. But I was obsessive and us type, you know, we type A people, we become obsessive. And I think I need to work on that, that way that my, my mentality really needed to change. And if you want to not go back to HA ways, you do have to work on that mental part. The mental part of obsession mm-hmm. is something yeah. I had to deal with. You know, now you're speaking to a lot of people. There's a lot of people listening that are <laughs> like, yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. 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 If we well, don't fix that, we, we can't really fix it, you know? <laughs> Yeah, that, that's exactly so, right. Like eating more and resting more to get your period back is actually like not, you can do that, but 
if you don't do the mental part, how do you expect it to stick? You know, so. And I think it helps out there to not hide it. You know, like uh, if you're the type Mm -hmm. of person who has a following, you know, let's say you have some Instagram followers, whatnot. I think it's important to, if you have that courage to just really share your journey. I think a lot of people like myself um, appreciated that through going through this. I, I know that like with Meg Dahl, for example, um, her just putting it out there, yeah. like mm-hmm. it really helped me when I was going through it because I was like, you know what, if she can do it after her background and showing it out, like, you know, this is what it is. I felt like empowered by that. So, yeah. you know, absolutely find accounts that empower you, like get yeah. rid of anything that makes you feel bad about your body and find the accounts that make you feel good, including yours uh, also, by the way. Um, was one that I had found and thought, yes, you know, like that's what we need more of. Yeah. Body I mean, that was the point. <laughs> that was, that was the goal. And that's the goal of the podcast is to be like, I'm just loud and proud about it. And I'm not afraid of awkward situations with people who don't know about this yet, because, um, <laughs> because I think like we all, well, I don't know about everyone, but a lot of us want to be someone who you know, maybe could create a name for themselves doing something or create change in the world or have an impact on people. Most of us want something like that, but we also are afraid of like doing things that other people haven't also done and is unproven and is scary. And it's like, well, actually you only make change and are at the forefront and change and blaze trails and impact lives when you do hard things that other people aren't willing to do like there's the 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 desires don't really match most people's actions and so I totally agree go out find those people get inspired by those people and Mm -hmm. do you know your version of that yes yes and 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 I feel a very empowered just to be able to educate my my friends to this day about just knowing what HA is be careful if you're out there you know at the gym all the time just watch your cycles just start to pay attention to those things and you know it's just so important and I just remember feeling really empowered because after I'd recovered I was like you know what I'm gonna do the same thing and on my own Instagram, I took one time I took a picture of me in a bathing suit after I had recovered. And I was like, this is the heaviest I've ever been. And you know what? I'm just trying to own it because I'd much rather have this going on than to seriously like not know where my period is. We need our periods for bone health, not just for, you know, all the, for, to have a baby. There are a lot of people out there that don't yeah. want to have a it's baby. It's not an optional like extra. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not. Totally. But some doctors say it is. Some doctors are like, it's okay to not have a period. And I, I can't believe in 2020, we're still having that conversation, but I just, I just think that it's something we need to push out there in the world. And that's what, that's why I wanted to do this with you today is just to do my little part here and hopefully someone can relate to this this whole story so thank you well I hope you inspire <laughs> others and where can people come and see you talk to you ask you questions about your journey uh well you know I'm definitely on the um HA support groups pretty much every single one of them that are out there uh but yes you can also find me on Instagram I changed my handle recently it used to be Casey gets fit um but I felt you know what now I'm gonna change the way that that I'm viewing it. So I changed it to K letter C underscore mind, body, soul, because I'm, 
using Instagram now to talk more, less about fitness and more about how you can, um, find that love within yourself, um, without having to bust yourself in the gym and, and just put selfies every day. So yeah, it's just a work in progress on there. I just want to start putting more out there. That's body positive. Yeah. You know, awesome. so. well, I appreciate you doing that. Um, so does everyone listening go check out Casey guys. And I hope that you all have an amazing day. Thank you. Right. Yes. It was awesome to talk to you. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily. So if you do that, you're doing a service to all of the women.